0: You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network.
1: Hi there, I'm Mark. And hey, there's a dog out there.
0: Hi, I'm Ryan. And here's your penis. (laughs)
1: it's <laughs> just what we're all looking forward to uh so yeah we are back with season three episode six the one with the flashback uh this is quite a, a cool episode it's not a clip show as you might think with that title um i'm, I'm really looking forward to the, discussing this one but i i will just start with uh we are recording this on the hottest day in the uk probably ever yeah uh, ever so we've got windows open, we are recording remotely, so if there's any issues, uh, apologies up front, hopefully there won't be.
0: Yeah, Britain is hot, we can't handle it, we act like big babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically what's happening right now.
1: You know, if, if you're if you're American or Australian or something and you're like, oh, 40 is nothing, you know, we deal with worse, like, yeah, you have Aircon, we don't have Aircon in the UK. Uh, and and no, think- we don't, my, my wife...
0: My workplace has aircon and it's amazing. When I went outside today to go for lunch and stepped into like whatever it was, the forty-one degree heat, like a wall of heat just hit me and I was like, nope, 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 <laughs> just run back into the store.
1: Well, yeah, I, I thinking about aircon. You know, come and join our patron. Uh, you know, if you if you become a patron on our Patreon at patreoncom friends, you can help us buy some aircon uh, so we don't have to record <laughs> in forty degree heat Celsius. By the way, uh, for you. Yeah. Because uh, this is not fun, it's sweaty and sticky, and you know we are doing this because we love you. So you know, come and come and support us with your money. Help us to to afford some aircon in the future.
0: Yep. After we've described how sweaty we are, you know, it's a different kind of Patreon like right
1: Yeah, you described something earlier, which thankfully wasn't recorded, which I hope you do not repeat because uh, <laughs> it was not enough description. <laughs> no. Nope.
0: This is a safer work podcast. Uh,
1: so, yeah, let's let's get straight into the episode uh, with a question from Janice.
2: Janice has a question. Who of the six of you has slept with who of the six of you? <laughs> wow, it's like a dirty math problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, the answer there would be none of us. Come on, over the years, none of you ever got, you know, drunk and stupid?
0: Well, that's really a different question.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I find it hard to believe that a group of people who spends as much time together as you guys do has never bumped uglies. So th- there was that one time that Monica and Rachel got together. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me, there was no time. Okay, but let's say there was. How might that go? Okay, okay. Well then answer me this. Have any of you ever almost? <laughs> any more yeah, hey, there's a dog out there.
1: <laughs> you know, I really love the, the childishness of Joey with his fantasies, and you know, only only he I, could pull like that off.
0: I like how Willie sets it up. <laughs> it's like, oh, there was that one time this happened, <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> and he's like, but how did my dad go? It's it's so like conniving, but. Suave somehow at the same time.
1: Yeah, if if Chandler Ross said it, they would be seen as pervy. But Joey doing it somehow is not quite as pervy as anyone else.
0: Well, I feel like you kind of expect it from Joey, so he gets away with it because he's you know cheeky Joey. Whereas you know what is weird about it is when he says that Ross kind of chuckles, and I'm like, (laughs) that's a weird thing for Ross to chuckle at because it's his girlfriend and his sister. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like like no.
1: Yeah, the, the show has some oddities when it comes to Ross and his sister, doesn't it? Um, you know, I really do like uh, how the, the episode just starts out. You know, the, the question is, you know, have any of you ever got together? And you can definitely tell, like, in the writing room, like, that's how they started with it. of just like, you know, how did any of them get together? Cool. That, that's the premise for the, the whole episode. And off we go.
0: Yeah, it, it's a great question. I imagine that kind of came up in the writer's room one day. And then, like, you know, light bulbs were off and they went, there's an episode in this, and then, you know, the rest is
1: history. Yeah, it's it's quite, it's quite a good idea for an episode, and it, it works really well in this of just, like, here's the question, and then we're going to spend 20 minutes, like, showing all the answers to it. Because obviously, you know, when you have friendship groups like this, there's always, you know, potential for, for this sort of stuff to happen, especially if they've known each other for quite a long time. Certainly if there's alcohol involved or, or whatever, right? So... It's it's really yeah. interesting, and I really like how the episode does go back to the past and shows things in a different way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's like it's a well-executed episode, which I guess we'll get to more later on. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting hook for an episode.
1: We then have our intro, and we rewind to uh, three years earlier, which isn't that much of a, a leap, really. Um, but you know, Phoebe uh, talks about cute naked guy putting on a bit of weight.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely love the cute naked guy go- joke. It's so simple, but so effective. It's just like this tiny little reference, and you go, hey, he wasn't always fat. And it's, <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just
1: cool. You know, he was cute, and then he becomes ugly, and you know, you're like, oh, so you know, he was attractive at one point, and now he's definitely not.
0: It, it makes sense as to why they initially started looking. Like, you know, if he's hot, you know, oh, look, there's a hot naked guy over there, fair enough. And then, you know, they've already got this weird, pervy... Voyeur relationship going on. So when he does let himself go, you know, like they're already attached. They can't just abandon him because he's letting
1: himself go. <laughs> and, you know, I'd really like how everyone's dressed in here. Some of it is very early 90s with, like, the dungarees and stuff like that.
0: hmm Full-on well, vintage. Well, I'm vintage now because we're old. but
1: <laughs> Yeah, but, but even in the show, like, what they're wearing uh, in modern day times of the show is, is fairly standard and then this even though it's only three years earlier it's just enough of a tweak to be like oh look they are wearing you know things from like a slightly different era
0: yeah agreed well done costume
1: department uh it looks like uh phoebe uh left some lipstick marks on monica's phone and that's why she moved out um you know obviously she moved out because she can't deal with monica and her cleanliness and we start getting more into like the monica being a clean freak kind of jokes this season uh, but she's not actually told Monica yet that she's moved out. and She stinks back, back and forth uh, from her new apartment and Monica's to pretend that she's still living there.
0: Which is the most Phoebe thing ever, really. <laughs> like, only Phoebe would think to do that.
1: I don't know. Like, I feel like when people are looking to move out, same, same with looking for a job, you kind of do it a bit sneaky to kind of hedge your bets in some ways. Because you don't want to be like, oh, I'm looking to move out. Oh, just go then. And then you're kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean, I probably wouldn't the phrase it as, oh my god, you're a neat freaking! it's driving me crazy and I want to kill you. You know, you are like, oh, I just want my own space. Yeah. You know, I'm an adult. Uh,
1: then Chandler enters with something on his face. Uh, Ryan, you're, you're a man of beards. What type of facial hair has he got going on?
0: Uh, I believe it's some form of goatee. Uh, there aren't very, you know, hard and fast rules about what actually constitutes a goatee, but it's goatee enough. Um, it's not my sort of beard mark to be honest. It takes too much upkeep. I have you know long hair and a beard for the most part because I don't really have to do a whole lot to maintain it. Um, so the idea of having a beard that I also have to groom continually is like no, either all or nothing.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very it reminds me of like Freddie Mercury or like an '80s like singer of some kind.
0: Yeah, it's like a very '90s version of you know the Tony Stark Iron Man goatee. Like yeah. it's very yeah very like Tony Stark.
1: And, you know, Chandler is certainly still trying to find himself because we've seen like other episodes with his hair and stuff and, you know, he's, he's trying things out. He hasn't quite found his look and it's something I've always been jealous of. It's like some some friends, you know, they have a look. Like, you have a look and that is just your look and, it, and you put it off quite well. Whereas I think I'm a bit like Chandler in that regard. Of like, well, you know, I kind of don't have like an extreme look but just being generic isn't good enough for me. But trying to find what, what works, it's quite difficult.
0: Well, you say that. I think my beard looks like a hot mess right now. Well, it's literally a hot mess because it's 41 degrees. But it I, it needs neating and it needs some upkeep. Um, but if I'm being entirely honest, my beard gets maintained around seeing the girl I'm dating. So <laughs> if, she, if I'm visiting her or she's visiting me, I'll get myself spruced up. But for the past like, week or so, I keep getting compliments on my beard. And, oh, your beard's looking great. It's really coming in. And I'm like, no, it needs trimming. <laughs> and everyone's like, like, no, it looks great. And I'm like... Oh, okay, maybe I should leave it, but it, it's getting, getting a bit out there now, to be fair.
1: Well, Chandler is having trouble finding a roommate. Uh, there was this guy with ferrets. Now, oh, okay, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, A guy with ferrets isn't a bad thing, but ferrets smell terribly.
0: They, they do smell a lot. Yeah, they're, they're adorable and cute and cool, and they help build airplanes, but they smell.
1: So, you know, not, not the best roommate really to have, especially in a small New York apartment. Uh, the spitter... And a guy who would go Bing <laughs> all the time to Chandler, which reminds me of like all the jokes when, uh, when Bing.com, that, that search engine that no one uses, uh, f- first appeared. Like everyone was going, oh, you know, they should get Chandler to like do the adverts for it. Yeah. Does Bing still exist? It does still exist, yeah. It's, it's, I actually find it preferable to, to Google in many ways uh, because it, it shows you results that sometimes Google doesn't. And normally they're, they're more accurate. Uh, so it, oh, okay. it, it, it's always it's good if you can't find it on Google try Bing and there's, there's good potential that Bing will actually bring you a different set of results up fair uh, there's also a doll photographer and some actor guy
0: yeah I mean the when Chandler's explaining about Joey leaving a voicemail message and uh, it says Bing and then he goes whoa short message yeah. I, that's such a Joey joke and I was like yep hilarious Good old giggle. Um, but like the episode almost skips it. <laughs> like the line's delivered and then we're almost onto the next scene before you have a chance to you know, chuckle.
1: Yeah, because his message is, you know, hi, uh, Char- Charlie Bings. And, <laughs> and then that's when Joey says his line. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, pre- pretty but dumb, I think, is what we're still going to go for. And then uh, Ross has to go uh, because Carol should be home soon and that's where we get our next clip.
2: Yeah, Carol should be home by now, so... Mm. How's it going with you guys? Well, better, actually. You know, I I think I finally figured out why we were
1: having so much trouble
2: lately. Oh, really? Yeah, you know how I have you guys? Well, she doesn't have any close friends that are just hers. But last week she met this woman at the gym, Susan something. (laughs) And they really hit it off, and I I think it's going to make a difference.
1: So, yeah, it turns out that him and Carol have been having, you know, a bit of marital troubles lately, which I guess every sort of relationship goes through at one time or another. Uh, maybe because Carol's not got any of her own friends uh, But you know she's met a woman at the gym Called Susan Uh oh yeah pretty much right
0: uh, i yeah. remember when, i remember when they met the susan met the susan not met the susan i mean sure that happened too but <laughs> <laughs> i remember when they met the susan i was sat there watching the episode going if i shout loud enough at the tv do you think ross will hear me <laughs> I was just like, i've been here ross warning warning <laughs>
1: yeah it is hindsight is a funny thing right because you know ross is quite happy for her like oh she's got her own friends you know, that should be, like, cheer up. She's going to have her own little life a little way and actually know it's going to make his life miserable.
0: I mean, we've, we've mentioned many times in the podcast about the parallels between my life and Ross's and we'll definitely get into this more later on. Um, but yeah, this episode was interesting for me to watch, to be fair, but there's, there's a much better point to talk about that later on. <laughs>
1: okay, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it already. Uh, you know, and then we, uh, we t- have Eric turns up to check out the room. Um, you know, he, he looks very well dressed. I, 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 think. And then Chanda, he looks so
0: nineties, like he's he's. If you said nineties to me, I picture Eric. Like he's his, his long hair and he's kind of casually. It's a suit, but it's almost casual. The weird, the way he's got a shirt underneath. Yeah, just screams nineties.
1: He looks like a, a dot com CEO. I think like young, a bit like Silicon Valley. You know, well well dressed, but not super like duper smart.
0: Yeah, like, this isn't my dad's suit. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then uh, Chandler wonders, you know, what sort of photography does. Uh, and it turns out he uh, photographs models. And, you know, they might turn up from time to time. And this is what I have to, to wonder out loud. Like, do photographers, like, photograph models in their shared apartments?
0: Uh, I don't know, Mark, but don't ruin it for Chandler and me. <laughs> no, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. It's a thing.
1: You know, just, hey, uh, should, we go, should we go outside and do, do a photo set? Should we go, you know, rent somewhere? No, let's come to my dirty apartment where my flatmate's going to be there. <laughs> definitely a great background material. Uh, I, you know, I do like how Chandler's apartment, though, is is fairly empty and clinical, though. It's definitely like a, a guy's apartment.
0: Um, I mean, I would say, yes, it's definitely not a nerd's apartment. Like, I'm a guy and a nerd, and my house is absolutely full of stuff all over the place. Um, but that's what you get for having too many nerdy hobbies, I suppose. Chandler doesn't really... Most of the gang in Friends don't really have any hobbies, do they? Their hobbies are just hanging out. Like yeah. Like, kind of awful dating profile. Like, I like to hang out with my friends and hikes. Like, no, you don't.
1: Like, Ross is considered the nerd because he likes dinosaurs. But apart from that, he doesn't really like too many nerdy things. I guess he's into, you know, silent black and white French films and, and whatever. But I, I don't even know if I'd call that nerdy. That's, that's way beyond nerd. Chandler... Yeah, likes games and stuff maybe, but it's the 90s. I don't think nerd culture kind of was big enough for him to have all that stuff yet.
0: Yeah, it's only kind of like, you know, late 2000s, I guess, where kind of adults got to, mainstream adults at least, got to embrace their nerd culture and not necessarily put their childhood in the cupboard and ignore it, like we do nowadays. You know, we Everyone's like, oh my God, I'm 37 and I love, I don't know, board games. And it's like, that's fine now, but in the 90s, You know, if you walked into a guy's apartment who was above 25 and he had a wall full of comic books, you'd be like, and I'm leaving, because that was just the mainstream perception then, I guess.
1: So if you want to know what Ryan's apartment looks like, just watch this film, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and that'll give you a pretty clear indication of of his his layout.
0: I don't collect action figures, thank you very much. And if they did, they'd all be cherry. No cabinet nonsense going on. (laughs) Kind of proving your point now, aren't I? Just- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's I'm going to argue. Oh wait, no. I've just I've just won the argument for Mark.
1: Uh, then Eric says that Chandler can stay at his sister's beach house, but uh, you know, be warned, she's a porn star. Well, you know, I think Charna's basically been won over at this point.
0: I love how he snaps the pencil like it's such perfect <laughs> physical comedy. Yeah. He just can't take it. It's like models and porn stars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so showing Joey around afterwards and Chandler can't wait to get him out the door. Uh, really should have just offered it to the other guy and said sorry to Joey like, you know, it's, it's gone. Uh, although, you know, Joey does bring home lots of women, so I don't think Chandler missed out too much on that front.
0: I mean, he's still Chandler, so whether Erica's bringing models home or Joey's bringing girls home... Chandler would still chat to them in the morning over breakfast it, it's not going to change like Eric bringing a mother home isn't going to suddenly turn Chandler into this suave sophisticated ladies man he'd just be Chandler around models
1: that's true but at the same time you know if you're not around like these sort of people then how are you meant to meet them at least like you know these he's one percent closer to getting getting with a model
0: fair a lot like you put like stats into it like technically he's got more chance now you are right he does well he would have
1: uh, you know, you've got to love uh, Joey's slick back hair and leather jacket. And uh, certainly for Chandler, uh, you know, Joey's okay with the gay thing. You know, in general.
0: In general, yeah, you know. Don't let back again. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, you know, and then as, as Chandler shows out, out Joey, he calls him Jerry, which is absolutely hilarious. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, talk, talking about how Joey's, you know, his 90s look, definitely going for like the Italian typical look of you know the slick back hair and everything Uh, we then have monica rise back uh and at her apartment and you know she uh crosses joey in the hallway and there's you know there's a little bit of a spark between monica and joey
0: i mean i'm oblivious as we've discussed many many times on this show but i would like like just once in my life for there to be a spark as made as obvious as it is in this episode you know she's like hi In practice you like drooling on her shoes and he's all like hey and it's like okay can i have like you know next time that happens to me and i don't notice i need like i don't know a camera crew to be like look ryan it's happening because yeah it's so obvious
1: yeah i I, I, I don't think it ever happens that obvious in real life no G- generally it's, it's uh it's seven years later that they when they're married they're like oh yeah i fancied you seven years ago didn't you get the hints and you're like no
0: like, like say what <laughs> <laughs> like now you telling
1: me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh you know which which I guess you know is relatable to you yes again with with uh, the ladies in your life
0: yeah, i get, yeah, I mean apparently I'm just a giant trope <laughs> That's yeah. what my life is
1: uh monica, uh you know, as we said arrives back, but uh we end up in uh Central Park, well, not quite actually it it's now a bar, uh and I really like this set, so you know. Central Park is nice, it, but it's a it's a daytime chill place to me. Whereas this looks like a fun nighttime place with pool tables and record player and darts and pinball machines. And I don't know. I I think the bar kind of suits the set more.
0: Yeah, it's so much cooler as a bar. Like it's totally the wrong vibe for the show because you you know you'd have to have to set the show at night pretty much all the time to have the gangs hang out there. So I get why it changed for plot reasons. Um, but yeah, in like fiction Friends New York, the bar is way cooler than Central Park.
1: Yeah, it looks like, you know, you've got your locals there, everyone knows everyone, and it just looks really friendly. And there is, like, table service as well, which is a bit odd for a bar. Maybe it's, like, a little bit different as a bar.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cooler set. you are right. Uh,
1: you know, but I have to wonder why the bar is shut in, uh, because it's just been turned into a coffee place. And it sounds like, you know, the bar owner has, like, no choice in the matter as well.
0: I assumed that... They lost their liquor license for selling booze to underage college
1: kids. (laughs) Is that where you want to go with, yeah?
0: Well, I I saw your notes and were like, why is it closing? And I was like, well, if he hasn't got a choice in the matter, it's got to be some kind of, you know, legal thing.
1: Well, I really like that Chan and Monica used to hang out, just them two as friends. Uh, But, you know, the the amount of jokes we have that point to, to the realities of, like, the modern show is relentless during this whole scene. Mm. and then I mean, it's,
0: it's one of the great things about this episode where because the you know we're three seasons in there's there's so many kind of i'd, I'd call it a callback, but seeing as we're technically in the past it's a call too i don't know uh, but they all work so well
1: yeah uh, but you know it's it's just really nice how they they were friends you know it's not chanda and ross ross is being married and doing his thing and somehow him and monica have somehow ended up Living opposite each other. I, I assume Monica was there first because it's a grandmother's place, and then maybe she found an apartment with spare and was like, hey, Chandler, spare, do you want to move there? And then, you know, being close by, of course they're going to hang out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the camera then pans over, and Rachel is there with her friends. And then, you know, were, were Monica and Rachel friends at this point? Uh, you know, I don't really think so. And a little later in the scene, it seems that it's actually been a while since they've actually seen each other anyway. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that was my only issue with this episode, is this is only a year before Rachel runs into Central Park in a wedding dress. And they kind of play it like it's much further away than that.
1: Oh, that, that, yeah, that may seem weird. Because when it, when it says three years earlier, I'm thinking three years from the start. But no, you're right. It's going to be three years from... Current timeline of friends, so yeah it's <laughs> that's even weirder then because the the characters are so different being a year earlier. yeah, that makes it even odder now f- to think about
0: yeah, I was just like, wait, this is only a year before episode one that's just a bit like everyone seems a bit too Rachel seems a bit too I don't know not Rachelly, like she was a bit too much of a, a kind of I guess parody of what we're told she is but you know. I don't know, like, Mon-
1: it, it, it being a year before, like, we know that Rachel kind of comes back into Monica's life, but it seems like they haven't spoke to, well, they haven't spoke to each other since, like, high school, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's weird trying to judge the timeline of how many years they haven't been friends for, and, like, obviously how quickly they become friends again. Because uh, she certainly is, you know, into her old crowd here, and the way her and Monica act later on is, is just quite obscure. Like, they're like as if they never knew each other at all. Agreed. And then, you know, I have to wonder, you know, what Rachel is doing there at all, you know, because the bar is a, is a bit of a dive for, like, her sort of crowd.
0: Yeah, I think in my mind, they were like, that was the idea. It was like, oh, we'll slum it in the city, aren't we cool? Like, they were there on other business, and they've just kind of, you know, ended up in this dive bar and think it's a cool story to tell at the country
1: club. Well, it turns out Rachel has just got engaged, and she's showing off her ring.
2: Hi. <laughs> My friend ordered an onion, not an olive, and uh, I ordered a rum and diet coke, which I don't think this is. I am so sorry. That's all right. I mean, how hard is it to get a couple drinks right, huh? (laughs) Well, I would like to propose a toast. To the woman who, in one year from today, will become Mrs. Dr. Barry Barber, DDS. Mm? I think it's time to see the ring again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it exciting? I mean, it's like having a boyfriend for life. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I know. What? Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe it's just the idea of Barry for the rest of my life. I don't know. I think I, I, I feel like I need to have one last fling, you know, just to, to sort of get it out of my system.
1: So, yeah, she's a, a bit unsure if she wants, to, wants Barry for, forever. And this is when Chana overhears her talking about wanting one last fling. And I really love like, the, that Chana has like, some kind of confidence and throws a pool ball her way. And then sadly, Rachel forgets her fault and, you know, he's lost all his mojo pretty instantly.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great when she's saying, like, oh, she wants a fling and he's, he's chalking his pool cue, which is in a euphemism. Um, but, like, <laughs> he starts doing, like, really aggressively and really quickly and it's, like, it's just great, great physical comedy. This is a great episode of physical comedy. To be
1: yeah, I, I wonder if uh, Chandler is a little bit frustrated. You know, he's broken his pencil, he's uh, furiously chalking his cue. But, you know, he, he, yes. he tried it with Rachel and, you know, got turned down pretty quickly
0: Uh, I mean it's not the smoothest of techniques is it like chuck a billiard ball across a room like hi I dropped my ball it's just it's not not the one
1: it's man's way of thinking isn't it you know she's gone oh I just want to fling it you're like hello are you ready and (laughs) (laughs) it it doesn't work that way Uh, and then Rachel and Monica notice each other and you know they have a, a quick catch up including you know Rachel showing her massive ring uh and you know, I think Jennifer Aniston acts brilliantly here with this like stuck up character. She she pulls it off really well.
0: Yeah, the voice she puts on is fantastic. Like it still sounds like Rachel, but in this really kind of like showy, kind of stuck up way. It's it's phenomenal.
1: We're then back at Monica's. Uh did you also notice all the plants around the apartment looking like one of those memes of women just buying plants constantly?
0: Uh not really. Like, no, I didn't uh, notice
1: at all. Yeah, so the, the back window uh, where they normally have, like, the bench, which you've always said was a bit weird, uh, that is just absolutely covered in plants, and there's loads by where the TV would be and around the kitchen, just millions and millions of plants. Uh, Ross is on the phone, and uh, Carol wants to hang out with Susan, you know, have a, have a bit of a girl's night, which Ross thinks is a, a great idea. He's so supportive.
0: Yep, being there. Um, as i said earlier we've made a lot of jokes about the parallels about ross and susan and jessica and myself and it's always been funny and never really upset me but seeing poor oblivious ross being so supportive hit kinds of weirdly if i'm being honest because it's not exactly upsetting but if we're walking down memory lane the houses in this part of the street are, are pretty run down uh it was I, I can remember being like yes of course you should go hang out with the person you eventually ended up with um so yeah, it it did hit a bit weird, like I'm like, No, Ross, like badness is gonna happen. Um, but I mean the alternative is being a weirdly possessive control and weirdo, so you wouldn't want to do that. But it was just yeah, it was the only time in the podcast where we've watched an episode and kind of the, the whole Ryan and Jess Ross and Susan thing was kinda of like, Oh, okay, this is this feels different to, you know, the nineteen million jokes we've made before. And I don't know why that was.
1: Well, yeah, there's cer- there's certainly jokes in in this program or any program really where you, you absolutely laugh about it. And then when that joke suddenly hits home a bit too close, you're like, Oh, I don't find it funny anymore because you, you look at the joke in a totally different way.
0: I think, I think it was just like, we, we often joke about the situation and it's very removed from any kind of emotion when we normally like make a joke at my expense about the, the breakup. Um, and it's all in good fun. Uh, especially given that Jess and I are still great friends. Um, but i think it was just like the i was as oblivious as ross was um and i guess seeing someone be as oblivious as i was made me feel kind of i don't know foolish in a way just like oh yeah maybe i should have noticed too but obviously you would have no way of knowing
1: especially if you've seen so many episodes of friends before like it should have should have been there as you know a a premonition premonition for you (laughs)
0: yeah but yeah it did yeah it just it, it hit weirdly yeah um, which i was nice back then but you know it's a credit to the show that you know how many times have i watched friends through now and obviously it, it, i'm still finding new things to experience and feel with the show that i've seen dozens of times so it's yeah. quite cool really
1: yeah i think that's how a lot of people look at this now they don't laugh at the same jokes for the same reasons like as they grow older and stuff like certainly when you're in your 20s and you see the the again going, you know, when they're turning 30, like why god, why? And you're like, oh, that's funny, and then you turn 30 and you are going, why god, why? and absolutely yeah. hate it. Uh we then have Mr. Heckles at the door. Uh now, we've said in the past we never see him again. Now, before you quickly write your, your reviews saying that we don't know our stuff, uh, you know, it's 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 true what I said. If we don't see him again, he died, remember? But does him coming back in a flashback count as seeing him again? Because, you know, this is, this is actually the last time we see him, even if in the timeline it's the first time we see him.
0: Mark, this isn't a Doctor Who podcast. We don't need to worry about timey-wimey things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried about our, our reviews. Uh, so let's listen to uh, Mr. Heckles.
2: No, no, Mr. Heckles, no one is making any noise up here you're disturbing my oboe practice you don't play the oboe i could play the oboe then i'm going to have to ask you to keep it down who are you hi i'm eric i'm gonna be chandler's new roommate i'm chandler's new roommate i don't think so i could be chandler's new roommate but he told me over the phone he told me in person it's weird. Well, I'm going to uh, going to my new apartment now. <laughs> huh? <laughs>
1: bah! He's upset because, you know, the gang are disturbing his oboe practice. Uh, he comes out with the, the craziest things to be upset about, right?
0: I mean, he could have an oboe.
1: <laughs> he could have an oboe uh phoebe then slams the door in his face and up the stairs walks eric uh Chandler's a new roommate but mr heckles says you know he's the new roommate and this upsets eric as mr heckles just wanders into the apartment causing eric to leave and then Chandler to be startled uh i, I kind of feel like eric should have called Chandler, uh but you know this is how we got joey
0: it is i mean eric's a bit of a wet blanket to be fair because if i would moved my stuff across new york And then some dudes told me that I'm not, I'd I'd be like, dude, what the hell? I'd at least want an explanation and apology from Chandler. So I'd be knocking that door and merely it would ruin the joke. But I would, you know, I would do that.
1: Yeah, imagine if they did a friends cut where we ruin every joke.
0: (laughs) Just (laughs) slowly destroying friends.
1: Well, while we think about that, let's uh, have a quick ad break. Class is back in session. And HyperX has the Grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schoolin' folks online. Shop the HyperX back to school deals going on now at HyperX.com to help make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight Pulsefire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories.
0: Take a time
2: machine back to before the world went to hell around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. If you're cool enough, join us and listen to Less Than 2,000, because that's all we
1: talk about. Adam and Chad live Less Than 2,000, now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back to school deals going on at hyperx.com to help make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can help keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories. Come on in, take a seat, what are you having? Well, of course I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. That's the podcast that talks about video games and beer. For all of the latest gaming headlines, craft beer reviews, retro games, modern games, series retrospectives, console studies, and on occasion, extremely hungover discussions on the lore of Kingdom Hearts, make sure to check out Hair of the Dogcast, part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Monica is pretty happy though about uh, what has gone on because there's now a hot guy living across the hall. Uh, there's some flirting going on and Monica invites Joey in for some lemonade and she tells him to make himself comfortable. That's never been code for get naked, we're doing stuff, has it? Uh,
0: not, in my, not to my experience, Mark, Now,
1: And this is why you've been missing out because you've been invited in for lemonade and to get comfortable many times, haven't you?
0: Although I was in, I mean, I may have told this story before, but I was invited to a girl's house for pasta once and yep. assumed it meant pasta and he didn't mean pasta. So, you know, maybe it does happen.
1: Yeah, because uh, you, well, you didn't get naked when she invited you in for pasta. Uh, you did the opposite and she was upset that you weren't naked.
0: Yes, I, she was very upset that I didn't, well, she told me I wasn't going to cheat on my girlfriend and I was like, yeah, duh, I know. But, you know, crust wires and all that.
1: But at least you got some pasta out of it. Exactly, I got fed. That works. Because, uh, you know, Joey undresses is in record time with his modesty hidden behind quite an ugly lamp.
0: I mean, I'm glad the lamp's there, ugly or not, to be fair, Mark.
1: Uh, I don't think putting one leg on the chair is attractive either. Uh, it, it does remind me of a scene in the film Wanderlust uh, that stars Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston, funnily enough.
0: I mean, it, it's a very confident stance, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like he's proudly displaying what the lamp's hiding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think we need to hear this right now.
2: You thirsty? Oh, you bet I am. <laughs> okay, here's your penis. Oh my God, what the hell are you doing? You said you want to come in for some lemonade? So? <laughs> you're, you're, oh, were you just going to give me lemonade? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't believe this. I mean, someone asked you in for lemonade, and to you that means they want to have sex? Um, usually, yeah. Well, not just lemonade. Iced tea, sometimes juice. <laughs> Look, sorry, I just thought you liked me. Such a jerk.
1: There's multiple lines there that qualify for this.
2: My joke. It's my joke. <laughs>
1: Uh, you yeah, know, when Monica says, here's your penis. <laughs> like That's got to be an all right classic there.
0: I I just love the way it's like, you first thing you do is like, you better I am. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I don't know if being thirsty in that sense was a, a phrase back then. Um, but the way Joey says that makes me think it probably was.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the way, you know, sometimes he gets invited in for like juice as well as lemonade.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if you know, if, you're, if you say it in the way Joey says it, you can make anything, like, do you wanna come in for waffles? he will be like, Oh, you bet I do like you know what I mean. Well we do, we
1: know this because it's in a later episode where, where Phoebe says, you know, you can make anything dirty. And he's like, Grum- Grandma's chicken pie
0: <laughs>
1: At least I think that's the line, you know? I'm just thinking of it off the top of my head, but uh So Monica is quite upset at this and is holding out her hand to cover, you know, Joey's little general. I think he's the he's probably the general at this point. Uh but you know he
0: can still be a lieutenant. We don't know we don't know what you get prom- promotions for in uh, Joey's mind.
1: No. And uh you know, Joey did mess up, I think.
0: Yeah, it, it was very presumptuous and I, I I'll be honest, I feel like if he just drank the lemonade and they had, had a conversation and he dropped a how you doing, it would have gone that way. But uh, you know, he definitely went before the starting whistle.
1: Yep. Uh later on Monica noticed Phoebe's bed isn't in her room. And, you know, Phoebe's still trying to play along, but finally comes out and says she's moving out. Uh, She didn't know how to tell her, but everyone else knows. And this is where Phoebe explains why, the anxiety that Monica basically gives her over, like, being clean.
0: Yeah, it would be very difficult to live with, I imagine.
1: Uh, Back at the boys' apartment, Joey is brought over his TV. Uh, I wonder why Chandler didn't have one. And this is where Joey's now watching Baywatch, and Chandler has never heard of this programme before. Uh, but after seeing Nicole on baywatch and the slow motion running he's totally in uh, the bonding of these two takes 2 seconds
0: yeah blow, blow mo, slow-mo boobs and beers and it's like sold <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's what's not to like
1: you know maybe this is where uh, you know Ross and uh, when Paul Rudd was on when they they both met and hung out for the evening maybe you know Ross uh, he had the beers out uh, he was just missing the the baywatch i guess terrible Chandler is looking for more beers at Monica's uh, as she comes out the shower in just the towel. She seems pretty comfortable, um, you know, just wearing a towel with her unlocked door, don't you think?
0: I was more thinking that I need a friend whose house I can just wander into and take beers out the fridge.
1: Yeah, because I don't think, really think of Monica as being like a beer drinker.
0: Well, she's the perfect hostess, though, isn't she? So she definitely have beers in the fridge because in case you needed them.
1: That makes sense.
0: But I just I don't have a friend who I can just wander in and steal beers from the fridge. And I, I need a moniker in my life.
1: Oh, I thought it was just going to leave it as, I don't have a friend. And that, that's it.
0: <laughs> that's where it's going to get clipped. And it's like the sad story of watching friends with a man who had none.
1: Uh, you know, but Monica is sad. Uh, Phoebe is moving out. And she's taking it really personally. And she's wondering uh, if this is why she doesn't have a boyfriend. And I always like hate these kind of storylines. The reason attractive women don't have a boyfriend is... Well, I don't know the reason, but but you know, maybe in the nineties it, it was easier for women to just be single compared to now where I think women can't do anything without a guy chatting them up.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it's it's T V land, so obviously you look at someone like Courtney Cox and go like, No way she'd be single. Um but I guess to draw like a real world parallel, there's a model and actress, uh British actor called Kelly Brook, who is very attractive and she's had multiple high profile, very unsuccessful relationships. No judgment here. We don't know what's gone on, but I think it is a, a weird kind of mistake, I guess, that men's brains make sometimes. You're like, that person is attractive. Surely it would be fantastic if they were your partner. And then, for lack of a better phrase, the kind of I guess the hot wears off. Like you <laughs> kind of like oh, like this. You know, you get used to someone. Not necessarily bored, but you know, you, they've got if they've got other personality quirks, it would suddenly start overriding the fact that you're really, really attracted to them. It's like oh, she's a neat freak, or she does this, or she does that, or yeah, her, being hot isn't enough, unfortunately.
1: No, but I think in these programs, they, they're like, they can't get any guy. Whereas, yeah, I've had, like, plenty of female friends who, you know, they've been into a guy and he's not into them, fair enough, right? But in the, the way they act in this TV show, it's like, no one wants Monica, like, and she's absolutely desperate for anyone, and no one is there for her. And it's like, no, she would have lots of people, especially at that bar. Like, there must be plenty of guys there that she's probably friends with who would be interested in dating her.
0: Yeah, that's a fair shout.
1: And certainly, you know, you wonder why, why Chandler isn't, like... Uh, at the same time, I think we're, we're going to get into that, I guess, guess right now, uh, because, you know, he, he tries to make uh, Monica feel better and we get like such a sweet moment of them hugging. And, you know, I do kind of wonder at this point if the writers knew that Monica and Chana would uh, get together in the future. Uh, but, you know, maybe, you know, Chana has thought about Monica and, you know, he's like, no, like, you know, we, we get on too well sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a weird situation, I guess, because you know I, I've had female friends over the years that I thought were absolutely stunning, but there's just been a a something in the way, I guess, like you know I have a person, just has been a it hasn't been that kind of situation where I'm like, oh, they could be a potential partner. It's just been they're really pretty, but no,
1: because like, certainly we we have seen in the the flashback episodes, you know, Monica has had a bit of a thing for Chandler at times and definitely he's he's put her off by going no you're fat
0: <laughs> yeah not his best moments
1: no but you, there was always, there was a little something there for her being like hey like who's your cute friend ross sort of thing um so it's, it is kind of interesting how this point there is like no intention there from chandler at all like you you feel like oh there might might have been a hint of something and this this would have been their kind of like ross and rachel kissing moment sort of thing uh, but it, it's I mean, not, it's just played as, you know, he's a good friend looking after her and actually he wants to get back to watch some Baywatch.
0: Well, timing's everything, isn't it? I mean, you know, there's, you can know someone for years and then, you know, grow as people and then all of a sudden you see them differently. You know, the old cliche of like, it's like I
1: saw her for the first time. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, it, it just, it's, it happens sometimes. It's like, oh wait, this is different now. We're different people from when we first met and this this could be a thing.
1: We then cut to uh, the bar downstairs and Phoebe's is having a drink alone when Ross walks in. And he thinks his marriage is over, and that's our next clip.
2: What is wrong? I'm married. I think my marriage is um, it's kind of over. Oh, no. Why? Because Carol's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not one. <laughs> And apparently, it's not a mix-and-match situation. Oh, my God. I don't believe it. Oh, you poor bunny. I'm an idiot. I mean, I should have seen it. I mean, Carol and I would be out, and she'd, she'd see some beautiful woman, and, and she'd be, Ross, you know, look at her. And I'd think, God, my wife is cool.
1: I really love the way that David Swimmer acts this part out. Like you, you really feel for him at the start. Uh, he, he feels utterly like broken as a person.
0: I mean, yeah, I can relate. Um, <laughs> like oh, I, I um,
1: Yeah, I have to tread carefully because it it would be so easy to make many relatable jokes right now, but it's not appropriate.
0: I mean, far away. I mean, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it was a weird. A weird breakup to go through in the sense of, like, no one's done anything wrong. It just isn't going to work for this very obvious reason. And I, I did laugh a lot when he was like, because I was a lesbian and I'm not. It's just, it's, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> uh, at this point, all my kind of, like, weird feelings had gone and I was just, like, laughing at the situation again, I guess. Um But, yeah, it was definitely an intense kind of breakup to go through because there's... Sometimes in a breakup, there's a bad guy and you can, you know, you can blame someone and it, it somewhat helps sometimes to be like, that person's horrible. And then you can kind of get through the loss by being like, I don't like them, um, which probably isn't healthy, but it's a coping mechanism, I guess. Whereas in this situation, it's just, oh, there's 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 no bad guy in this situation. You just kind of got to deal with the, the pain on a open level, I guess. But then you just get drunk a lot, so, yeah.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, because it's it's quite difficult, as we always talk about the timelines of things. Like, it seems fairly quick that, you know, that she's met Susan and now decided that she's gay and that she wants to be with Susan. We don't know what sort of crossover has happened there. There seems to be a bit more to it in in other episodes. Like, there's hints or at least Joey questioning it a little bit. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's a a tough one. Like, you know, he's gone from one minute of, like, hey, she's just got a new friend to... This new friend has now suddenly convinced her that, you know, she doesn't want to be with me. But you're yeah, right.
0: I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense, you know, when watching this episode, you kind of get the animosity towards, towards Susan, um, because, you know, you kind of, you you need somewhere to put the blame, I guess, and you, you can't, that's where Ross places it, um, which again, isn't a a good thing, but it's, it's how he coped, um. But yeah, it's, it's it's very weird. It's a very weird situation to go through. It's it's hard to explain to someone who's not been through it because you're like you know, it's not like a normal breakup. Um, even though it kind of is in a way. Um but yeah, it it's it's acted brilliantly because you do just we get a hi and it's the only time we've not ripped on Ross for saying hi in that way. Because it's just so well acted that you just you just feel nothing but, you know, empathy for him.
1: Yeah. normally when he comes in being sad and going hi, you're just like, Oh, stop stop pretending to be sad for the attention, but this is a like pretty genuine feeling And I think, yeah, you, I think you're right about you know getting out the alcohol because he does get out all the shot glasses.
0: Yes, <laughs> like, I mean, I'd have just drank from the bottle, but you know he's going to share apparently.
1: Yeah, well, he gets out about like six or seven shot glasses, and then there's no alcohol left because I guess the bar's shutting.
0: Also, where are the staff?: I know it would have completely ruined the scene because you can't really make out on a pool table in front of the staff but so like...
1: so phoebe says that she was given the keys by the owner to lock up so i guess they're friendly enough where he's just like look i'm going if you want to stay and drink all my alcohol for free
0: oh i missed that oh. uh
1: yeah here, here's the keys i guess at this point no they probably also don't care if they're being kicked out because we assume it's happening now or in the next day or so that it's been shut down and changed into central perk
0: I mean, yeah, you'd just drink it dry at that point, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, pretty much, right. Uh, Phoebs then asks uh, if that Susan person is her lover and a <laughs> way to make it worse, Phoebs. Uh, and then, you know, Phoebe's is a good friend and she does comfort Ross. And this is where we quickly cut back to Monica and Chandler hugging. And, you know, he's enjoying the closeness. It feels nice. And he's uh, just enjoying the towel. And no, he wasn't joking. So, a, a good friend, I guess?
0: Yeah, I I have a friend uh, called Kay, and she's the only reason I hug people. Um, When I met her at the age of, what, 19, I did not hug anyone other than family, and even then it was like, <laughs> I just didn't hug people. But she did. She was a big hugger. So every time I'd get to work, uh, she would hug me, and when I left work, she'd hug me, and it eventually it just kind of wore down, I guess, you know, my stoic walls, and then eventually I became a hugger. Um, But there were people, I mean, I remember the first time I saw her after jess left um there was just like a good 10 minute hug where there was no kind of like creepy vibes in it of like oh this could be something else it was literally just two friends hugging and it was very comforting so i do go kind of, i really went ah like an old softy that i'm turning into at the, at this scene
1: yeah i think hugging is quite difficult nowadays um certainly like there's friends that come up to me and they're like oh can i hug you and i'm like yeah it's fine like you don't have to ask but i think in in the context of now some people feel the need to or the want to uh, to make sure they're not kind of approaching someone's personal space
0: I mean to me it's based on, on like the norm for the group so I've got many different like friend groups that don't really interact with each other and like the, the core group of us aren't really huggers um, or we don't hug each other and I've got friends where we do like the handshake and then there's like the handshake, like back tap hug that men do. Uh, and then I've got friends that, are, you know, like squeeze you as tight as they possibly can and pick you off the ground. Um, so it's, to me, it's just adapt to the social situation. But you need to know people well enough to know, you know, what they're comfortable with, I guess.
1: Well, I could never, never do that second one, that's for sure. Uh, that last one, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, you should get in the gym more, to be fair, Mark. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll come with a secret friend's handshake <laughs> that we can both have. Nice. <laughs> I know that would certainly upset some of our friends if we did that, and they're not part of it.
0: Our, our listeners should help us design our secret Friends handshake, and it can be the secret watching Friends handshake.
1: It's going to be the day. dance, isn't it?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> why, why <laughs> would you now we're going to have to learn the dance for when we go to Friends Fest and people want to dance with us now,
1: Mark. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'd have to tell them to be like, you know, you're going to lift me now, right? <laughs> because, you know... <laughs> uh, you know, unlike... Uh, you know, Ross and Pheebs, uh, with the, the hugging from Chandra and Monica, uh, we cut back and they begin to kiss and undress. And before Ross Potts puts, his, uh, puts her on the pool table, uh, he has to do a bit of cleaning up. He has to clean up his balls. And he bangs his head and gets his foot stuck in the pocket. And then his balls being in the way again, and I mean his pool balls, not anything else, and by this point, now the moment is gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could try and rescue the room, maybe, but it, you know, it, it's probably not going to happen.
1: And the rest of the gang walk in at this point, minus Rachel for obvious reasons. And this is when Ross is introduced to Joey. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, almost for them as well. Like, I wouldn't say it was almost for for Chandler and Monica, really.
0: Yeah, I feel like I don't like the idea that that hug could have gone somewhere because it it cheapens the the you know like warm fuzzy feelings of friendship that it that it kind of presents.
1: Well, I guess uh, it's meant to be you know Chandler. Oh, sorry, Joey and Monica are the the misconnection. Chandler and Rachel, and then Ross and Phoebe. I think that's how it's meant to be. It's not meant to be everyone for everyone. else. we're going you know Chandler and Joey could have got together after Baywatch and stuff like that, right? <laughs> true because we have discussed uh in a previous episode like how they've all kissed each other apart from uh one of them not kissing someone and at the time we were thinking like oh it's definitely uh ross and monica and it's like no no they definitely kissed
0: yep that grossness that happened
1: so i think it's i think it is like joey has not kissed someone but i'll, I'll have to look it up at some point but yeah one one of them hasn't kissed one of the others but otherwise they've all kissed each other And then we're in the outro and we have Chandler playing Paul alone when Rachel walks in. He can't believe that she came back.
2: I can't believe you came back. Don't say anything. I don't want to speak. I don't want to think. I just want you to take me and kiss me and make love to me right here, right now. Rachel. Rachel. What? You missed the exit. <laughs> oh, sorry. My God, what were you thinking about? <clears throat> um, Barry. Oh.
1: You know, I've got to love the banging on the jukebox. It's one of those weird, cool Americana sort of things.
0: Yep, totally. Like, it's not like the Funs would do in Happy Days.
1: I think that's what it's referencing, really.
0: I wish I could ever do anything that cool just once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, well, like, as a birthday thing, I'd be like, can you guys set that up? Just so I look really cool one time. You know, as I just walk in and bang it, you press play.
1: You know what would happen? You'd bang it and smash your hand through the glass and then cut up all your hand and have to go to hospital.
0: Yeah, it would fail miserably. <laughs>
1: Uh, but this was all just a fancy of Rachel's and it makes me surprised that she doesn't remember Chandler more, you know, cause she's, she's met him before with, you know, Ross and, and everyone else. Like she knows who he is. Uh, they've certainly kissed before and she's fantasized about him and yet she doesn't know who he is afterwards, really.
0: Yeah. It's a bit plot is in it.
1: I don't know. Like she, she's so into herself that you could excuse it that way. Uh, but yeah it's, it's kind of I like this kind of thinking about Chandler in, in this sort of way and she's had other dreams about him As well upsetting Ross Again
0: Yeah true uh, Terrible
1: Yeah but I, I I quite like you know that she's uh, she's got a little Secret thing for Chandler And that brings us to the end of the episode I I, I really like this episode It's, it's just a, a, a fun You know slice of life sort of thing Let's ask a question And you know see see what happens and it's played out in in a way where it's not just you know scene one here's you know one time this happened scene two this where this happened sort of thing which is what yeah, it's it, so it
0: like a family guy clip show it, it's just you know it's an episode that just has kind of an introduction that's set in the present slash future
1: but it also um it all happens within like weeks of each other or days of each other all this stuff so you have to wonder, actually, this probably happened more often than you think.
0: Oh yeah, there are probably multiple times where you know it could have happened.
1: And and certainly like Joey and Phoebe have got together, like they've admitted that they've kissed.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting premise and it, it's a sensational episode. So given that it's a flashback about Fat Monica, I still love it.
1: Well yeah, yeah, there's no there's no Fat Monica, it's just it's just classic Monica I guess in, in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the subtle differences. I think you've ruined it for me now, thinking three years earlier is actually only one year earlier in the timeline of it all. Uh, I, yeah. re- I really like the, the subtle differences, the calls to like the future episodes are like, oh, who'd want to spend all their time in a coffee shop and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just a really fun, funny episode. And, you know, it, it could fit anywhere in the storyline, doesn't matter. I kind of wish they did more of these, kind of have Janice pop up and just ask, ask a silly question.
0: Yeah, I know. What I mean, I mean, it's definitely. I imagine the writers' room when they were doing this episode was just a barrel of laughs, and everyone was having a great, fantastic time. Um, there's a documentary about South Park where the because they do an episode in seven days, the animators will be kind of sleeping in the office, and they can always tell when it's going to be a long night because the writers' room is basically silent. But when the writers' rooms, you know, laughing and hysterical, and they can hear it down the corridor, they know it's going to be an easy night because stuff's going well. And I would imagine. If you were in the corridor or during the writing of this episode, you'd, you'd have heard them all howling and, you know, like slapping each other on the back because it, it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it seems like a, a fairly easy episode to write in a lot of ways of like, you know, how did they get together? Like what funny stuff happens? And during all this, we kind of forget like the terribleness of, of Ross's relationship breaking down. And I think it's because it's kind of skipped past very quickly in the way they they put some jokes in with like balls on the pool table and you know banging his head and you know getting with Phoebe and stuff like he gets over over the loss of his wife very quickly.
0: You know what? That's that's uh, that's kind of gave me a little moment of clarity there, Mark. You've gone all Roger on us. <laughs> oh, okay. because, yeah, like it, we the seasons the show starts with Ross and Carol being broken up, and uh, to you know parallel to my life, we started the podcast with Jessica and I being broken up. So at no point that I had to kind of reflect on the breakup it was already done whereas this episode as you said is literally about his relationship falling apart as far as ross is concerned um so yeah maybe it forced me to re-examine that time and that's why it was uh, it hit differently to all the other jokes we've made
1: Mm, definitely yeah now this this is a been a really great episode i have no complaints i don't think there's anything really more to add because we've explained everything we love about it as we've gone through this one um unless you've got anything more to add
0: no, I was just going to say that it's, it's I think it's a telltale sign of a good episode when we kind of shut up at the end of it because yeah. like it's, it's, all, it's all there for us already.
1: Well, we're going to be back next week with Season 3, Episode 7, the one with the race car bed, uh, which always makes me think of the, there's a Simpsons episode where Milhouse's dad uh, has broken up with his wife uh, and he's like he lives at the, the Lonely Men apartment and he's got a race car bed and he says to like Homer, like, uh, you know, do you do you do you sleep in a race car bed? Because I do. And he's like, no, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> uh but yeah. yeah, I think this is another sort of fairly classic or a well-known episode. I think just the, the race car bed is is quite recognizable. Um so yeah, definitely excited to get into that one. Before that though, you should come and join us, as I said earlier, on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash watching friends. If everyone who listened just signed up for the one pound a month tier, uh you know, we could afford some aircon for me and then I could chat to Ryan remotely and be cool. And Ryan would still be hot.
0: Yeah. And I sweaty. mean as long as I like, get teabags, I guess I'd be okay.
1: Yeah, so you know, you you know, you can help support us make this uh podcast. We do try to put as much effort in as possible. There is benefits and perks to joining the Patreon, so we really appreciate it if you can join. And certainly, if you want to, you can get ad-free versions of the show. We're going through Joey, and we've got extra content. And basically, the the more people that join, the more extra content we can make. Um, So, yeah, come and join us there. You can also follow us on the social medias, on Twitter and Facebook, at at WatchFriendsPod, where you can find out when the next episodes are live, which are generally every week. And you can also write to us at... Uh, watchingfriends.com there's a little contact form there you know let us know what you think of this episode we read out every message we get which isn't many so we'd love to hear from you and you can also leave us a nice review let's go for five stars that sounds like a nice number uh on itunes and other platforms so you can also find us on spotify and google podcasts or whatever they call it now uh if you're not subscribed and you somehow randomly found this episode make sure you subscribe to us as well
0: Yeah, seconded. You summed it all up for me, Mark.
1: Yeah, and you still don't know the socials, so pay attention.
0: As long as our listeners know the socials, that's okay, they're right.
1: Exactly. So, until next week, uh, that is it from me. So thank you very much for listening once again to us, Babble One. Cheerio. Goodbye.